It's game time. Bill and T and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day T podcast mm-hmm. with your host, Say my name, D. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Game Day T. I am your host, D. Gill. Thank you for lending me your ears every single Tuesday, and especially this Tuesday, because I have a very special guest that I want to bring on today. And we're going to talk about some things that is uh, passionate to me, and I'm pretty sure passionate to him, which is uh, just being who you are while playing the sport that you love. But before we get into our conversation, I introduce my guest. Please, if you have missed any other podcast episodes, please go to www.thegamedayt.com or you can research your favorite podcast hosts, Apple or Spotify, search out sports and the Game Day T. You will find every single episode on there. Interact with me, Twitter, Instagram, DGILTM or the Game Day T. Simple to the point. Let me know how I'm doing. You want to come on the show? Come on the show. But for this show, (laughs) I have a guest across the pond, as they say, Gary Ganahl. Welcome to the Game Day Team. No, thanks for having us. No problem. So, Gary, I want to let my listeners know first, give a little background where you are, who you are, what do you do? Please just share a little light on that for me, please. Yeah, no. So uh, my name's Gary Ginnor. Um, I'm based in um, just outside of London in the UK. Um, I'm an openly gay um, man, football fan, football player. Um, and uh, I I struggled to play. Uh, I struggled to come to terms with my sexual orientation when I was younger and I didn't play football for about 13 years. Um, I got back into playing football um, in 2014 and uh, I co-founded um, a football team called Charlton Invicta. Wow, that, that that's really amazing. When did you when did Charlton Evicta was kind of founded? Um, so so the, the the football team was initially set up in 2011 um, under the name Bexley Invicta um, as an LGBT inclusive football team in the southeast of London, and then in 2017 um, we f- became formally affiliated to the Charlton Athletic Community Trust, which is the charitable arm of Charlton Athletic Football Club, a professional football club in South East London. Um, so at that point, we sort of rebranded and refound the club. Um, that was August 2017, so just over four years ago. Wow. And uh, you talked about how you kind of had some reservations coming out and not being the, the person who you are today. Why was that? Did something happen in your childhood? Was it you didn't have any people that were out? around you was it upbringing tell me about that yeah i think um i mean you know i'm not sure what it's like in in certain parts of the united states but um where i'm from southeast london um bordering into the county of kent um it's quite a judgmental area um there there are probably worse places in the united kingdom Mm -hmm. um but it's the sort of the rough part of london i suppose you could say and i i went to an all-boys school um I always sort of knew from sort of age 13, 14, that I was a little bit different from some of my, some of my friends. Um, I wasn't interested in girls, um, but I just loved football. I had this massive passion for football. And um, I, I guess uh, there was a certain point when I was, when I kind of was questioning my sexual orientation that I was like, I don't see football and being gay 
coexisting. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there, there were no role models. You know, there's no openly out professional footballer, professional footballer in England, mm-hmm. and um, especially when I was growing up. Um, and and so I was at this sort of crossroads. You know, do I want to um, live a lie and 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 be fearful of people outing me? Um, mm-hmm. Do I want to put myself in a situation where I might be discriminated against for being gay? Um, and, and at the time, I wasn't aware of, of any sort of LGBT inclusive football team. So I, I stopped playing football from the age of 18 until I was 31. And um, I regret that because, mm-hmm. I, as I say, I, I missed out on a real, you know, a real sort of um, um, a key part of, 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 you know, for footballers, you know, yeah. in your 20s. That's that's the key time. And um, right, I'm, I'm very, yeah, I'm very... Um, I'm very jealous in a good way of some of the young players that have joined our football team in recent years because they are, it's a lot more accepting and they are able to play football without fear. Yeah. And you know, that's, it's pretty sad that I I think about, I hear your story that you just said and think about how many other young adults, kids, teenagers out there are going through the same thing where it's even starting in the homes where they hear the homophobic slurs in the homes, mm-hmm. they hear it on their youth teams and they're looking at themselves in the mirror when they get home and say, there's no way I can make these two parts of my life can co- coexist. And that's why it's so important for us to tell our stories here. And it's the reason why I wanted you to come on the show because I saw a tweet of yours it ran across my Twitter page and I stopped, I screenshotted it, I read it again, and I said, I have to get you on. And I want all my listeners to listen to this tweet that Gary uh, tweeted out. He said, today as a 38 year old openly gay man, I planned my first ever mainstream Sunday football league. I played in my first ever mainstream Sunday football league. We won 1-0, but the result isn't important. Being openly LGBTQ in mainstream football and having visibility in the NKSFL, the North Kent Sunday Football League, today that's the win. That to me is was so special because you you represent so many people that uh, are coming out later in their lives and realizing that they they can still do their dreams. We have it all across the nation where people. Uh, join careers that they gave up on when they were younger or they are finally coming out. I work in uh, the elderly population and there's so many elderly people that are come out as LGBTQ plus, you know, later on in life because back then it wasn't acceptable. So tell me how sending that tweet uh, out for everyone to see someone in California, you know, that reached me. Tell me how that felt to you. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's... um... I, I mean, the tweet you talk about, I, so I was actually sat in the pub after the game and obviously we'd won one nil, and we were really proud. But at the same time, I was like, it's, it's bigger than that. It's not just about winning a game of football. And I wanted to get a message out and I did it as a personal individual. I wanted to get this message out because I'm, I'm quite proud to be openly gay. I'm quite proud to be a footballer. Um, I'm quite proud of where I come from, even though that, you know, I, I sort of talked about it. it. It was quite difficult growing up. It was a rough area of London mm-hmm. and I'm 38 years old. And, and it's the first time I've ever played in a, a mainstream Sunday football league. 
And to me, it was a moment that I had to share with, with people. And I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't do it and put it out there to get likes and retweets. I did it because it was a message that I wanted to get out. And I was so, I was so taken back by the amount of people that were commenting really good stuff that were sharing it. And, um, it surprised me uh, in a good way. And, um, so, so our football team has always played in uh, an inclusive league. So it's other LGBT inclusive football teams. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, we're in this bubble that we, we know what to expect. Everyone is on the same page. And to enter a mainstream Sunday football league where all the other teams are, I, I would look in inverted commas are straight teams. Like there might be, there might be gay players on those teams that are are hiding their sexual orientation but mm-hmm. people sort of portray them as being a, a team of of straight footballers right. and so for us to be put in that position and this is a decision we made in the summer as a club we wanted to enter that league we kind of knew that we may put ourselves in a situation where we might face discrimination and we're prepared for that now three games in we haven't heard a word which is great and the teams have been really friendly um, like the, the last weekend, we had a photo with the other team before the game. Um, and uh, I, I really enjoy it. But I wanted to get that message out that even if you are worried or concerned that you might face discrimination, there are teams out there and there are leagues out there where people are willing to accept you for being a footballer first and above all else. And that was the kind of message that I wanted to get out. And as I say, I was really proud and um, proud of the team, but also proud as a person that I, I, I finally took this, this decision um, that I, I never had the guts to go and play in a Sunday football league when I was young. Mm-hmm. I, it, it took me till I was 38 to be able to put myself in that situation. Right. And, and what a situation, what a lovely situation you are in right now to be a role model for others. We have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with the Game Day Tea. Welcome back to the Game Day Tea. I am your host, D. Gill, and I am talking to Gary Ganahl, Charlton Invicta Football Club player. Now, Gary, I want you to take a minute to kind of reflect, and I want you to tell everybody what you would tell your 18-year-old self. That what what you know right now. Tell them is where's inspiration. Keep going. I want to hear you talk to yourself. Yes, that's really interesting. Um, I I suppose look, hindsight's a great thing, and I, I didn't come out to to my parents and my friends until I was twenty four. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd done it sooner, but I think if you can't accept yourself, then you can't expect other people to accept you, and that's something I always struggled with. Yep. Um, it's, it's been a long time. I'm, I'm older. I, I've seen a lot of the world since, and I know it's all right. And I know there are people out there that will accept you. And, um, I think if I was talking to an 18 year old me now, I would be trying to reassure me that football has a place for everybody. You've just got to accept yourself and you've got to be confident. Um, and you also know that if people say things, they're probably saying it because they are maybe uneducated. Um, you can be a role model to so many people. Sometimes you need a role model to yourself. Of course you do, but you can be that role model for the next generation. And, and I'd like to think that's what I've become. Um, so I say to myself, stick at it and don't let anyone ever tell you that you can't. 
I love that. I love that so much. And that message can be delivered to any other person out there listening, no matter what age. It doesn't have to be 18. It could be 48, 58 right now. You know, it could yeah. be what, whatever. I hate that so many athletes out there are just really hiding who they are because of the environment that, that they play in, you know, or the outside pressure or what our family thinks and what, what, what my friends say. It's, it's, really, it's really sad because I know there are players out there that can be really good, but they're kind of held back even physically because of the mental aspect. They can't get out of their head. You know, and, and it's uh, I like that we have players like Carl Nassib from the American Football League that came out and he's actively like playing right now, showing you like, hey, it's OK to to go out there and play football, American football, be good at it. And yes, I like to kiss a guy every once in a while. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, <laughs> among other things. Right. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> like that we can kind of joke about that but um i i love that you are so open and out there for everybody across the world now and i also want to give you a moment to shout out uh, what charlton invicta does in the lgbtq plus community there in london so if you can just kind of help me uh let people know about what you all do with pride in canterbury and the bu project and the the trust as well go ahead the floor's yours yeah, no, definitely. No, thank you. I mean, um, um, so, so I'm, I'm, I suppose it's, um, it, it means more to me because I'm a Charlton Athletic football fan. So Charlton Athletic Football Club are my boyhood team. I've supported them from, um, you know, the age of sort of 15, 16. So it's been a long time. Um, when, when we started talking to the Charlton Athletic Community Trust and they wanted to affiliate our football team and support LGBT inclusion in football, um, as a Charlton fan, it meant an awful lot to me. And, and we've worked really closely um, with the um, Charlton Athletic Community Trust um, equality, diversity and inclusion team. Um, in particular, uh, a, a guy who's become a really good friend of mine called Dr. Michael Siraj, who, who heads up that department. And we do a lot of, of educating on and off the pitch. It's not just about what happens on a Sunday afternoon. It's, it's all week long. You know, we're talking on social media all the time and we're trying to promote that football is for everybody. And mm -hmm. we've got a lot of great people within our, within our football club um, that come from all different backgrounds, all walks of life, but come together for a game that they love and they feel so passionate about. And, and that's really, really special. Mm -hmm. um, we've got 42 or 43 signed up members for this season, which is why we've got two teams to try and give as many people wow. the opportunity to play football. Mm -hmm. um, we've got, um, you know, a complete mix. I mean, my, my dad still is part of the team and he's 65, um, oh. you know, so the age range is from 18 up to 65. Uh -huh. um, we've got um, cis men, we've got um, cis women, um, you know, obviously gay men, bisexual uh, players, we've got transgender players. Um, and, and that really shows that real diversity across the group. Mm -hmm. um, we are an odd group. And at times it probably shouldn't work, but for some reason it does. And, and I think a lot of us wouldn't have actually met had it not been for the football team. And that's, again, quite special. Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of players that volunteer for different charities. My partner, Sam, who, who runs the BU Project, um, which is a, 
um, a, a, a campaign in, in Kent, which I say is quite a difficult area to, to be different. It's quite judgmental. Um, and, and the BU project is to empower vulnerable LGBTQ plus youth in, in the county. So it's a really powerful, um, really powerful campaign. Um, what we ultimately want to do is just make life better for so many people that might be struggling. And, you know, we talked about there not being any openly gay or LGBT um, footballers in mainstream football in England we are those role models and, and, and not a lot of people might see us as that because we're not famous. You know, we're not world famous stars with these, um, these blue ticks on Twitter and stuff, but we are out there and we're active and we're being visible and we can be a role model to so many different people. Um, and if we can affect the life of, of one or two, then we've done our job. Um, and, and that's basically what our football club is all about. It's about making football a game for everybody. Uh, I love that. Shout out to um, the Charlton Athletic uh, Club and Charlton Invicta. Uh, you all are doing amazing work. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think of like my favorite football team here in America supporting like a LGBTQ youth football team that hasn't happened, you know. And so for Charlton to be able to do that kudos to you all i guess we can learn something once again from my neighbors from the over across the pond yeah so um you know i really hope this podcast touches somebody helps somebody reach out to someone um if we only reach one person gary to say you know what i'm gonna tell my son i'm gonna tell my friend you should really go out for your local uh football club practice, tryout, rugby, whatever the sport may be, right? Gary, it doesn't have to be um, football, right? It can, whatever you want to do, go out there and do it because uh, there's no time like now. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, just just something I will we'll just add about um, the MLS. Um, it's something that we're, we're very, very en envious about how inclusive the MLS is and how um, the league and the teams are willing to support um, LGBTQ plus and pride. Um, we don't have, we have some campaigns in the UK, um, but even things like having like rainbow numbers on the back of the shirts, we, we haven't got there yet. Mm. Whereas a few summers ago, um, my partner and, and, and I, um, we was traveling through the States, through Canada, and we actually ended up at the Seattle Sounders versus Vancouver Whitecaps game, obviously, which is a bit of a derby. Um, and <laughs> It was for the dedicated pride game and there was so much going on that day and um oh. we've never felt as welcomed and accepted as that game at a, at a live football game and it's something we talk about all the time we've talked about it on twitter we've talked about it in person with people mm -hmm. and and that's a massive credit to the mls mm -hmm. um for i suppose embracing lgbtq plus people and wanting to make sure that that those people feel safe and welcome at a football game. Well, well shout outs to the MLS as well. So it sounds like uh, we have a, a whole bunch of work to do across every country. I think, you know, some countries uh, more than others, but, uh, and for the people out there that say, this is too much, uh, why do we need pride? Why do they shove it down our faces? This is a man's sport. Just go out there and play. I don't care what you do behind closed doors. Uh, we have someone 
on this podcast right now that didn't play throughout their whole 20s because they were afraid to be who they were. You ask any other person that, that enjoyed their, their youth and their 20s playing football, soccer, do they have to struggle with that? Most likely the answer is probably no, most likely no. So that's why we have these conversations. That's why we have pride at our national sports teams. And we recognize that we want to make them feel comfortable because at the end of the day, like you said, Gary, everyone should have the opportunity to play. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree to that. So Gary, if someone wanted to reach out to you that's listening to this podcast, maybe they're down there uh, where you live in around the Kent area and wanted to know more about your team, how can they do that? Yeah, so I mean, me personally, I'm, I'm on I'm on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. So is our football team. I should know all the the, the Twitter handles. Um, I, I, unfortunately, off the top of my head, I don't. But if you if you just Google Charlton Invicta, um, or even myself, you'd probably find me on. I mean, you definitely find us on on Twitter or Instagram, um, or or you can just uh, email us directly. Um, the email address for the football team is information at cact Invicta FC. Dot com. Um, but I say, if you Google, you'll find our website. We've got a, gr- a cracking website. There's a contact form on the website. Um, so, you know, if you Google us, you'll definitely, definitely find us um, on, on one of the platforms. So, um, yeah, we're always here to talk, share experiences, whatever it might be. Um, and we have a lot of people on the team, not just myself, that, that can that can talk and, and, and you know, whatever it might be, we're, we're here to help. Awesome, and and hopefully uh, people listening to this to this podcast can go out over there and check you all out, and hopefully you all can get fifty plus members after this podcast episode comes yeah. out. So yeah, uh, definitely. we'll have to set up a third team. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck to you and the whole team going forward. Keep doing amazing, amazing, amazing work in your community and abroad. And I cannot wait to check in with you next year to see how everything is going. So, and with that being said, I always end every single episode with this saying, be true, be you, and be fierce. Thank you so much, Gary, for coming on the Game Day team. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.